Hello and welcome to Word Salad Radio Presents Purgastory. On this show, we talk about the film projects, the video game projects, and the television shows that exist only in our dreams. I will be your host for the show. My name is Tyler Pistorius, and I am joined here today by Joe Ketchum. How's it going, Joe? I'm doing well, Tyler. How you doing? Uh, doing good. Uh, it's interesting. The tables have turned now. Uh, usually, you're the one hosting these shindigs, and uh, I'm the I am I'm the one who is joining in. But now I'm the one hosting, and you're the one joining in. I couldn't, of course, pick anybody better than you to come join me on this pilot episode of Purgastory. <laughs> yes, I think it was Aaron Sorkin that said the shoe is on the other table, which has turned. Yes, the shoe is indeed on the other table, which is turned to the other foot <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> so uh, to elaborate further on the projects that exist only in our dreams, on Purgastory, we will be discussing projects that endured the process of cancellation or have been stuck in development hell. Today's episode is going to be centered around the project that was canceled that kind of kicked all this off, and that is Warner Brothers and DC Comics Films, DC Cinematic Universe's Batgirl. <laughs> Batgirl, which uh, we will never be able to see legally uh, because it is now a tax write-off. Uh, this, this was going to be uh, directed by Adil El Arbi, and Bilal Fala, I apologize to the two of you if I'm mispronouncing your names. I uh, was going to star Leslie Grace's Batgirl uh, with uh, J.K. Simmons returning as Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Brendan Fraser, who is going to be playing the film's villain, which is Firefly. And Michael Keaton reprising his role as Batman. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, I'm guessing that was probably connected somehow to the Flash movie, which has not come out yet as of the recording of this episode. Yeah, I don't so. know when, even when it's supposed to come out. It, I mean, I they're they're dedicated to releasing it. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure what the story is behind that. I know the lead actor uh, has got some legal problems, <laughs> yeah, to say the least. <laughs> I heard something about reshoots, and he was coming in to do reshoots and playing nice, and everyone over there knows like he's done. But <laughs> yes, yes, they, he's, um, he's going to finish the movie, I guess. Uh, apparently they are. Apparently they're going to finish it. So, I mean, I, it'd be interesting to see them uh, tap into the character and finish the role. Because in this instance, instead of going direct to video, we're direct to prison. Yeah, I'm not sure what that's, that's all about. But uh, yeah, uh, Batgirl. Here's the thing, listeners, with this film is that the film was completed and everything was seemed to be going fine. All right, we were on, we were on track for this to get released. And then... Something happened. <laughs> Warner Brothers ended up uh, getting sold <laughs> as part of a merger with Discovery. Now, Warner Brothers is uh, in charge under new leadership. And the result of that is that they decided they're going to do some cost-cutting measures. And one of those cost-cutting measures was to take this 90% completed film that was well into post-production and say, nope, this is now going to be a tax write-off. Yeah, because I just heard about it as like, this is never going to be shown. And because mm -hmm. I didn't know about the tax write-off stuff until a little bit later, uh, a podcast I listened to called The Weekly Planet yeah. did like an episode about it. And it was the craziest thing I think I'd ever heard. <laughs> it's like, they think they're going to make more <laughs> money or that, you know, obviously they're still losing money on it. Yes. Because it, it costs like $90 million or whatever. It's like, we're, we'd rather just take 
get some of that money back through a tax write-off than like advertise it and finish it and screen it and definitely lose money on it. <laughs> <laughs> so so their so their choice was to either lose money or lose more money. From the looks of it, in the process of just wanting to lose money, they still ended up losing more money. Uh, because according to the second quarter, looking here real quick, in the second quarter of 2022, Warner Brothers Discovery took in $9.8 billion in revenue and a net loss of $2.2 billion. Joe, could you, could you imagine losing $2.2 billion, like you personally losing that amount of money? Well, that would put me into about negative $2.2 billion, so... <laughs> that would put me there, too. Yeah, I can't even imagine a billion dollars. Like, having a billion no. dollars is beyond my my ability to comprehend. Me, me too, yeah. If I, if I had a billion dollars, it's like, okay, like, I don't need to work ever again, clearly. I don't need to and work ever again, and I could, like build the best school that's ever the world's ever seen. <laughs> I could I could I could I could fund hospitals, I could fund schools, I could fund uh roads, I could fund railroads even. Oh my god, like that kind of money. And if I wanted to make a movie, a bad girl movie, I could totally do it. My god. <laughs> Now we should just wait for some billionaire to buy Batgirl. It's like, okay, you you lose the money from the tax write. I'm going to cover that and buy Batgirl, and then we'll see what Batgirl is. <laughs> That's why there's That's, no good that, billionaires. No one's done that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, because I mean, we can't really say that Bruce Wayne is a good billionaire. He's no. a very compli- complicated billionaire. <laughs> he's he's one of the worst ones. <laughs> <laughs> Dep- yeah, depending on the version you watch, if you're watching like the Ben F, like a uh, billionaire version of Batman, yeah, he's by far and away the worst one. Oh my god, he is by all intents and purposes a supervillain. He just happens to be with Cyborg and Aquaman for whatever that's worth. So he's not the villain, although he still kills people with guns. Yeah, so <laughs> mows them right down with machine guns, runs them over, <laughs> turns their because that, car- that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Batman and I demand Gotham City to be awesome. Red a tat tat boom boom. <laughs> so yeah, uh but yeah, no no Ben Affleck in sight here. Uh the, the other mass murdering Batman they cast is Michael Keaton, who yeah, he, already he really is. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, let's see, blew up an entire chemical factory. Um also loves that, machine guns. Loves, loves them. Ma- Loves his machine and bombs. guns. He, he loves bombs. He he doesn't love bombs. He he doesn't just love bombs. He loves putting bombs in goo in in um in goons' pants. He <laughs> just sticks it right to him. Yeah, you know, light, lights him up with the Batmobile <laughs> engine and then drives off. <laughs> Throwing up just, a satanic symbol like fuck yeah metal. <laughs> get get roasted, nerd. <laughs> I do love Michael Keaton, though, and I'm excited to see, yeah. like, the one thing that might get me to go see Flash, I'll probably wait for it to hit HBO, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, the trailers would have to look amazing, and yeah. that's just not going to happen. But the one thing that's a real draw to me for Flash is Michael Keaton returning as Batman. No kidding, no kidding. I, I mean, that's, that's the thing, I mean, we, we will we'll kind of address this a little bit later, Uh uh, this is going to be a bit of a special episode, not just because it's a pilot episode, but because we actually did have a, a a Batman actor who is sadly no longer with us. We'll we'll address him in a little bit. Uh, we yeah. just need to get through everything else. It is nice to have Michael Keaton back in the role. I always thought that he was very good as Batman. I would actually say he he is great in the role, despite the director. 
Tim Burton has nothing but contempt for Batman, but Michael Keaton is such a great actor that he still comes off incredibly compelling to watch. Yeah, I think that's the reason those movies were so successful and have really stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. Is is it's all Keaton? It's really all yeah. Keaton. Oh like, my god, absolutely! Like Burton and Schumacher really didn't make that different a movie, but you no. had Keaton at the helm and you had a great supporting cast, and that's what really makes those movies significantly mm-hmm. better than the Schumacher Batman movies. Oh yes, yeah, because at least with the Burton ones, he at least. The director had like some fascination with the villains, and that's why you had like such great performances by uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jack Nicholson, and Danny DeVito, Christopher Walken, of course, yeah. uh, the the best of all of them, as uh, as uh, the actor who played Nosferatu, Max Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> the Michael Keaton, yeah, despite Tim Burton having nothing but contempt for the character of Batman, even going as far as to like have him in as little of the movie as possible, he actually he does transcend, in particular. When he is in the cape and cowl. So, yeah, this would have been his return. Uh, Obviously, The Flash is another return of his. Yeah, and I guess now that we're kind of getting into the nitty gritty of it, we would have also seen the return of J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, which I absolutely love J.K. Simmons. He don't hurt. He don't hurt at all. Let's see. And we have uh, Leslie Grace, which would have been... Like her, I, I would say, like of, of her, like uh, starring roles, this would have been like the breakout role for her. Cause, yeah, like, like even um, though the movie's not been made, I would bet that she's still going to get work off of this. I think so to too. I, I hope she does because I, I think it's incredibly unfair to her that e- even though I don't see anything in her upcoming filmography, but hopefully, I'm. I'm also not seeing anything myself. I hope that she does have something on, on the pipeline because, and also, well, I mean, she's also a, I guess she's also a musician too, although she hasn't released any, uh, she hasn't put out an album since uh, 2013, 2015. But I really hope that this, this isn't it for her because it's not fair to her that this ended up getting canceled for her career to take the hit when she had like nothing to do with it. Like, I, I do hope to see something, to see some more from her, even despite all this. And apparently this... Uh, I can't confirm or deny, but the, apparently the the cast and crew of Batgirl did have like a one time screening of the movie and the unfinished movie. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure what happened promptly afterwards. It's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna screen this movie. Uh, what? Why? Okay, why why are we putting the projected screen right next to the dumpsters? It's like, oh, because we gotta we gotta put the hard drives that have all the footage stored into it directly into these dumpsters as soon as we're done watching it. Because we're going to write this off. This is going to be a tax write-off. Also, any cell phones here, you will be shot on sight. <laughs> Has anyone <laughs> seen my barrel of lighter fluid? <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I had it right here a second ago. Yes. So, And it's, oh my God, that is wild, though. To think that they made this movie. They even made it during the middle of, uh, uh, looks like they, they, they started filming it in 2021. And so they, so they were filming it during, you know, the pandemic and everything like that. So you think there'd be some remote work and everything, but I, I maybe maybe Warner Brothers Discovery they got like the, the the crack team of security to make sure that nobody has like any additional hard drives that have all the footage for Batgirl just sitting in their condo or their apartment or something like that. My God, I mean, it feels like if anything like that existed, it would have leaked by now. But I I think they got it under a pretty tight lock and key. I don't think we're gonna see any Batgirl stuff. No, no. I mean, other than whatever pedestrians got with their cell phones whenever they oh, were sure. yeah. filming like, I'm sure that's, that's out there, yeah. But that's basically it, though. 
but yeah, like you said, it's under under lock and key. And to think that because uh, one other cast member we got to talk about is uh, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> yeah, he's who's a- interestingly already in the DCU. So yeah, with uh, uh, I, with uh, Doom Patrol, right? Yeah, yeah, he's in Doom Patrol, and it's not just like he's the Robot Man, Machine Man. I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you see him as Brendan Fraser in flashbacks and stuff. So yeah, he's a big part of that. But you know, the DCU doesn't seem to really care about that. It's like, yeah, it's all alternate universes and no one cares. And uh, I don't really care really. It's like, you know, it's cool to see Brendan Fraser and stuff. He got that guy rules. Yeah. And also like if it, if it's a alternate universe or not, it's like, okay, how's the story? Is it good? Okay, that's all I care about. And yeah. all right, how's how's Brendan Fraser? Oh, is he great? Fantastic. Good to see him again. I mean, we already have like so many different versions of characters. We might as well have different actors or actors playing different characters. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Hell, cast Christian Bale as Firefly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be a, that's good casting. You have Michael Keaton as Batman versus Christian Bale playing a Bat villain or a Batgirl yeah. villain, whatever. That would be fun. And Robert that, Pattinson could be Nightwing. Hey, there we go. That'd, that'd be a, that'd be a, that'd be a fun that'd be a fun gig. Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go over to this slot because I got Batman to shoot. Okay, now I gotta go over to this slot on the weekend because I'm shooting Nightwing with Michael Keaton and Christian Bale. Unless <laughs> 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 Grace is Batgirl. We're still going to make that happen. Oh, man. But to think, though, Joe, that $90 million for a superhero movie, you would think, okay, superhero movie, no matter what, we're going to get an audience for it, whether we stream it solely on HBO Max, whether we give it a theatrical release, whether we do it both, where we release it theatrically and on HBO Max at the same time. I mean, it's a superhero movie. People are going to come and check it out. And to think that even something like a DC movie is not safe from being regarded ultimately as a tax write-off. Like, what kind of precedent are we setting here <laughs> when we do this? It's very, it's it's very strange. The whole the whole situation is just peculiar as hell. Mm-hmm. Obviously, since we're still talking about it. <laughs> well, I mean, because well, this this the the big thing for me is like, is this going to be the first of many? I mean, I know um, Scoob. I think the sequel to Scoob got canceled as well. But like, how many? How much more of this are we going to see, though? I have to imagine we're not going to see a lot. Of, I mean, we'll see a lot of things get canceled. That's just always happened. But yeah. actually making a movie and then canceling it, that's got to be extremely rare, right? No, oh my God, yeah. I mean, I, although, although if tomorrow it came out that The Flash was canceled, I don't think I would be as surprised. <laughs> I would not be surprised either because like the because the lead actor of Ezra Miller is, has like compromised that production so much with their legal problems, like yeah. their very serious legal problems that I would not be surprised, but no. Uh, David Zaslav, he he is gung-ho about making The Flash a thing that we all experience. Like, he is going to impose that on all of us single-handedly. He will do it. It's like DC's and, thinking, you know, if we don't do Flashpoint, we can't make more DC movies. We got to do the big Flashpoint reboot and then really start making DC movies. Which is wild because they, they seem to just like gone scorched earth on literally everything else in the meantime. Because we canceled Batgirl, we canceled Scoob. We're, we're also going to be in the process of canceling TV shows. I'm actually surprised that Dune the Sisterhood is still going on. I'm glad that it is because I want to see it. But uh, I knew they weren't going to touch Doom Part 2. I would be, oh, you have any idea how upset I would be if they canceled Doom Part 2. I don't think they're worried about Dune Part 2 making money. They're mm. worried about DC stuff. 
for sure because it is right. famously hit or miss, mostly miss. Mostly miss, yeah. For, for, from the word go with Man of Steel, mostly miss, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's the Suicide Squad, yeah. end of list. <laughs> I'd say two-thirds. I mean, I mean, as far as like the DCU, like yeah. these movies that are in this, like which Batgirl, I guess technically would be with Michael Keaton being like the alternate universe Batman and the connection with the Flash. I guess you could make the case yeah. that this is and, a DCU movie. And J.K. Simmons coming back as uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, yeah, it's, a DC, yeah. It's, it's a DCU movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. for me, it's uh, The Suicide Squad, the James Gunn Suicide Squad from uh, 2021. About two thirds of uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's yeah, it. that's fair. Wonder Woman was pretty mm-hmm. solid, even though I've never revisited it. And I've I know revisited- other people defend other entries, but it's not for me. It's not my universe. Oh, people defend. Uh, people defend uh, Joss Whedon's Justice League. Really? <laughs> I, I think people defend some movies. I, not many people defend <laughs> Justice League. Boy, but like Andrew really like Birds of Prey. I thought it okay. was garbage um wonder woman 84 i don't think has a lot of defenders because no it's, i don't. it's universally hated man of steel has a lot of defenders man of steel has a lot of defenders batman v superman has a lot of defenders too it sure does yeah i missed the boat there <laughs> <laughs> I, it's it's such a strange thing because here's the thing with this cancellation i don't know about you i actually want to see the movie now yeah i wasn't that interested I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. Batgirl, Michael Keaton, sure, sounds fun. Then they mm-hmm. canceled, like, I need to see it now. <laughs> yeah, I think I think, I think, think everybody kind of changed their tune. It's like, okay, no, no, I want to see this now. This thing that you canceled, I want to see it. And because it's a tax write-off, legally speaking, they can't sell tickets to see it. They can't sell DVDs of it. They could theoretically... They can't put, they can't put it on their streaming service. They can't put it on the streaming service. What they can do, theoretically, they could upload it to like archive.org or something totally or for like, free. Just like drop it in the public domain. <laughs> yeah, just drop it in the public domain. They could I mean, I'm I mean the, the public domain laws, I'm not sure like how that's all how that's all gonna work. I'm sure there's like a lot of like legal things that to work that to work through to even do that. Like there is no monetary way for anybody to see this movie. And if Warner Brothers is not going to make money off of it because it's a tax write-off, why show it to begin with? So we're kind of screwed there. <laughs> we're just never going to see this movie. And uh, as far as I know, they probably deleted all the footage from their hard drives. You know, all, all that worked just gone. <laughs> you know, oh, that'd be interesting company. if they actually destroyed it instead of just shelving it somewhere. Yeah, I if, it, if it's a tax write-off, it's like, what are they going to do otherwise? Yeah, like, I mean, that's a good th- point. Like, if it got out, then it's no longer a tax write-off, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else about the production history or the cancellation or the ramifications that we want to continue to discuss. If there's anything that, that you, you that you notice or may, maybe you had thought of. Uh, if no. not, okay, then let's get into the fun part. Let's, let's speculate the plot of Batgirl 2023. Well... As much as I would like to believe they wouldn't just do Dark Knight Returns again, it seems seems like bringing back Keaton might be like, oh, you know what we haven't done in a couple of years? Like several months? A Dark Knight Returns (laughs) adaptation. (laughs) You You know who wrote really good Batman stories? That Frank Miller. What was a good one? Oh, Dark Knight Returns. Let's do that Classic. again. Let's do Classic. that one again. 
<laughs> Let's get on it. <laughs> and, and, if that, and if that does well, we're going to do the Dark Knight Strikes again next. It's, oh, and no. Don't Not do the that. Dark Knight Strikes again. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. No. <laughs> oh, for the love of God, don't do that. Oh, my God. Oh, Joe, could you imagine waking up one day and hearing that you're going to hear, oh, my God, Warner Brothers. Like, this is how much Warner Brothers has lost the plot. Okay, so uh, Warner Brothers uh, DC has announced they're going to be adapting the Dark Knight Strikes Again. And Zack Snyder is tapped to direct Frank Miller's Holy Terror. Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, man. I can tell you I wouldn't go anywhere near that movie. No. Oh, Holy Terror. I, Hell no. I can I can make that claim right now. That is not for me, that project. That, <laughs> I don't think that that shouldn't be for anybody. Except, yeah. maybe, George, except maybe George W. Bush. <laughs> He'll probably he like it. He can have it. He can have yeah. it. Yeah. He, hope he has yeah. fun. Yeah, you enjoy your Islamophobic bullshit. <laughs> So I know oh that God. what I'd like to see or what I would have liked to see Batgirl be was almost like would almost be like a um, Batman Beyond story. Yeah. Where where you have an aged Bruce Wayne. He can't be Batman anymore. And instead of recruiting, is it Terry Gillis? Am I Terry McGillis McGillis instead of recruiting a Terry McGillis to be Batman, he recruits Barbara Gordon to be a Batgirl in this universe. And that's a, a different take on her origin, but it's a, it's a property that people could get really excited about. So that's what I would do with a Batgirl movie is any excuse to do Batman beyond. I, I, I actually would love to see Michael Keaton play just a post Batman Bruce Wayne. Unfortunately, based on the teasers for the flash, it's like, Nope, they're going to put him in that Cape and cowl where he can't turn his head because He's he's got to dress up as that thing people recognize. But I'm with yeah, you though, which it's makes like, sense with Flashpoint. You know, it's sure the, the story has a grizzled old Batman, Thomas Wayne, mm -hmm. and yeah. maybe maybe Michael Keaton's playing Thomas Wayne. I don't know, but uh, it, it makes sense for Flashpoint that we have this this old Batman punching people in the face. But I I don't know. Like I I would like to see a Bruce Wayne where a live action Bruce Wayne where he's not playing Batman. Where yeah, for he, sure. Because he's too old to be Batman. <laughs> I mean, we talked about that with Dark Knight Rises. It was like, yes, we did. Cool, it'd be cool if Christian Bale was like, he's he's past being able to be Batman, but he mm -hmm. recruits Joseph Gordon-Levitt to be the new Batman, and he rises, and like that's a movie I would want to see. Like, if they did the Dark Knight Rises this year instead of in 2012, we could have gotten that. With the same cast. But yeah, with uh, Batgirl. Okay, so, all right, so we've got our Batman Beyond setup. You've got Gordon, who's still the commissioner. I, I, it's, it's conceivable that he would still be the commissioner. Perhaps because he's just a little bit too too dedicated to the job. Perhaps maybe he's he's gone. He's done a Harley Quinn and become an alcoholic. His, his wife left him for another man. <laughs> wife left <laughs> or, him for another, or another man. woman. Let's get some queer representation in there. His wife left him for a woman. There you go. There you go. And um, yeah, he's he's basically the Harley Quinn version of Gordon. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's become a drunken wreck and... He, he's uh, fallen out of favor with his daughter for a, a little bit because uh, he's just a little because he, he's he's too married to the job. And whenever he goes back to his place, he just goes home and drinks. That's all it is. And I can see J.K. Simmons pulling that off. J.K. Simmons is a drunken wreck. I would. Oh my God. I. I. Okay. Now I need to see this. A drunken wreck. Commissioner Gordon played by J.K. Simmons. My God. That would be so, amazing. It would be perfect. All right. So how does the Firefly fit into all this? Oh, that's a good point. He's our. Our villain, 
I would bet he's not going to fit in thematically. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> just just cinematically. Just, oh, he flies around, he lights shit up on fire. It's going to be fucking cinematic as fuck. <laughs> well... Well, let's 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 make him th- let's make him work thematically then. How about that? So, mm-hmm. all right, let's. Uh, so, if we're gonna work with this hypothetical Bruce Wayne as a mentor, according to the description here for Firefly, aka Ted Carson, he is a disgruntled veteran who becomes a sociopathic pyromaniac. Okay, so you have Bruce Wayne, who is a crime fighting veteran when he was Batman, not a then, veteran of the military, but yes. Not a veteran of the military, yes. A billionaire veteran who is not a veteran of the military, but a veteran of fighting crime in Gotham City. And then to contrast that, you have a veteran from the military, all right, and you have, okay, combination pyromaniac. Perhaps he got burned whenever he was in service, Mm -hmm. and in the process, he probably was not able to get the kind of medical treatment required to maybe like skin grafts or anything like that to fix his face or something like that. Now, here's the, uh, this isn't like a mind-blowing premise, listeners. Like, I'm, I'm basically describing every supervillain origin story here. Okay, guy gets face messed up, becomes bad guy. That's like every <laughs> supervillain, every supervillain, especially the DC variety. He's all like, fire is what fire does. <laughs> yep. <laughs> fire is a fire does, and I am Brendan Fraser. You all love me, because yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Thematically, you know, because Bruce Wayne is Bruce Wayne, and, a, you know, he'd rather be a Batman than a, a decent humanitarian, mm-hmm. and he's a, he's a bad billionaire, I would bet that Gotham City does not have a lot of great, like, veteran services. So no, Brendan, Brendan Fraser's overseas... He's, uh, you know, in the war, he gets burned, he comes back, and, like, there's no resources for him. They're, like, his his health insurance doesn't hold up. Uh, VFW doesn't have his back. There's just nothing for him as a veteran. So he has to he, – he blames Bruce Wayne for all yes. of this. Like, you, are, you have everything and I have nothing. You know, take care of your veterans. Take care of your citizens. You're just sitting up in your tower being an asshole. And he – so I think he would then rob – Wayne Enterprises and probably get a lot of the tech that he adapts into the Firefly suit and the Firefly gun from Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, I like that. So maybe maybe like as like his thing in the military wasn't so much that he was a soldier like fighting with guns and policing Arabs, but maybe he was more into like a, a drone technician or something. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, ooh, a, a drone technician, perhaps a, yeah, a, like a Wayne Enterprises drone technician. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wayne, oh. Wayne for some reason has these military contracts. <laughs> huh, I wonder why he does. <laughs> Gee, I wonder where Bruce Wayne's billions come from. <laughs> Let's see, uh, you're doing, you're doing spelunking, I see, Mr. Wayne. You plan on running a much gunfire in these cases? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, that, today that, we're today we're firefighting. Today no, today we're firefighting. Yes, <laughs> we're, we're firefighting fireflies. That's what we're doing. Okay, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, okay. It becomes a sociopathic pyromaniac. Does the firefly need to be a sociopath? I mean, not really. It's just it's easy to lump people into boxes. Yeah, if they're if they're a sociopath or a psychopath, it's easy to make a sociopath like the antagonist. Yeah, when, it's like when, oh, like, he has he has no regard for human life. He's a sociopath. He's really dangerous. Like he can yeah. have legitimate reasons for wanting to blow shit up. Yeah, like in as, Gotham City. 
yeah, like he doesn't like have like any kind of like psychological disorder, especially like when it comes to socio- sociopathy. It's far more complicated than the movies. Spoilers, listeners. Uh, movies don't really depict mental illnesses uh, fairly or accurately. I know this is what shock to you. I know it's a shock. <laughs> Very shocking. <laughs> I was this is brand fu- new information. <laughs> stunned to find that the movie Girl Interrupted was not a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Could have fooled me, Angelina Jolie. But, uh, <laughs> Academy Award winner, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> she, she is awesome in it. But yeah, uh, yeah, just somebody who like deliberately knows what they're doing and is delu- doing it to make a point. Being like, hey, like the, the military industrial complex fucked me and fucked my friends over. And then you've got you know, multi-billionaire Bruce Wayne over here, you know, buying up these military contracts, doing God knows what with them, probably having fun with his Illuminati buddies is probably what um, uh, the Firefly's thinking. Although I think the I think the Illuminati might be a little outdated now because I think it's like kind of like kind of public record now, like the Illuminati does not exist, but that would still be, I don't know. Depends on, I guess it depends if you're like an Alex Jones listener or not. Um, <laughs> I hope we don't have any crossover. Uh, I doubt that we would. At least, certainly not a word salad. Uh, as for Warner Brothers DC, <laughs> uh, yeah, they they definitely do. I think that had that that took place a long time ago, and uh, I think it's only going to get worse. I think that's uh, why we have a Snyder cut. It's why we have a Snyder cut, and um, you know, just kind of looking at some of the politics of uh, the the new CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery. I mean, I I always kind of figured that CNN was like kind of like a the news network that conservatives too could also could also enjoy with the CEO CNS is going to be full blown right wing in a couple of years I give it a couple oh, of years yeah for sure stay so, stay away from all broadcast media all broadcast media none of it's good yep. only yeah steer clear the, steer clear look for the independence <laughs> until up. they make uh whatever news night with Will McAvoy a real thing steer clear of all of it <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, uh, yeah, Firefly basically, yeah, calling out the U.S. military industrial complex, calling out, you know, Wayne Tech, calling out Bruce Wayne himself. I think it would have uh, been exciting to see Firefly in a in a Batman movie. Yeah. Because he's always been a kind of a cool, you know, like villain of the week or side character. But to have him like be the main threat has a lot of potential. Agreed. Agreed. As long as, long as he's not like a mindless you know, boom, boom, shoot him up, fire, fire everywhere. But if he actually has like a capability and a plan and aptitude and is a real menacing threat, I'm all yeah. for it. Absolutely. And I, and I think someone like with the gravitas of a Brendan Fraser could give, actually could even give Firefly not only a lot of agency and urgency to like what he's trying to accomplish, but also probably find ways to make him very sympathetic. Absolutely. It's, the thing about Brendan Fraser, it's going to be really hard to buy him initially as a villain because he's such a likable presence, not just in movies, but also in, in real life as well. So <clears throat> he seems like a total sweetheart. It would it would be. Oh, yeah. yeah, there would be an adjustment where it's like you really have to give him a minute to convince you he's this character. You're like, ooh, yeah. I'm in. You have, to, you, have to, you have to remember, oh, oh, yeah, he's the bad guy. <laughs> so. But yeah, having Brendan Fraser, it's like okay, he, like all of his goals see would would sound reasonable and rational even, but the way he's he's gonna go about them is where where it becomes a problem. So mm-hmm. so basically, basically Firefly would be like the DC equivalent of Killmonger. Yeah, I mean that's 
that's the goal for any villain for me is try mm-hmm. to reach anywhere near a killmonger. Yeah, give give the villain like goals that make sense, but the way that he's going to go about those goals is incredibly destructive and completely counterintuitive to what they're trying to accomplish. So, yeah, I'm all in favor of that. And that's maybe where he needs to be a sociopath is like his his worldview is outside of a <laughs> normal <laughs> functioning. It was like it makes sense to him and it makes sense to us, even though we would do things differently as yes. sane people. But it has to make sense. There has to be a, a logic to the madness. Right. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, because it's. That or the other the other alternative is you could do what Batman v Superman did is, um, you know, I remember I came out of the theater seeing that with some friends and I and I asked all these questions about Lex Luthor's motivation. And all I could think to say was because he's crazy. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, no, that that ain't good enough, <laughs> especially for a character named fucking Lex Luthor. <laughs> because like Killmonger was radicalized through trauma and pain and grief. And yes. he finds himself or he puts himself in a position to challenge the throne of Wakanda and take over the country and wage war on the world. And it's like, that's all fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like Lex Luthor is just like, um, I don't like a Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the superest man. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So just say so, yeah, Lex Luthor is basically Elon Musk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically Elon Musk. Yes. Oh my God. Well, now I know what Twitter is going to look like when uh, Lex Luthor buys it out in whatever the next DC movie is going to be that features him. Yeah, you can you can bet your ass that the next time we see Lex Luthor in a movie, he's going to have his own social media. <laughs> yeah. Although his social media is not going to be nearly as funny as what Twitter is right now. Oh my God. I don't know if you've been on Twitter lately. It is a Oh my god, just nonstop comedy. That's no, I'm th- just I'm just watching TikTok blow up in reaction to Twitter. Like that's oh, yeah. like they they're finding the best shit and they're showing it to me and I cannot get enough of it. Oh my god. It's 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 an absolute gold mine. And enjoy it's, it while it's it lasts. unbelievable. Oh my it, god. Like it, if this isn't a movie in five years, I don't know what we're doing as a society. <laughs> I think we gotta write it. Whatever you do, it's gotta be in the works. It's gotta what, be in the works. It's already. gotta be in the works. <laughs> All right, okay. Now if it's in the works, whatever you do, do not give it to Warner Brothers. Yeah, do not sell it to Warner. Don't sell it to Warner Brothers. They will cancel they'll make, you. They'll make ninety percent of it and then shelve it forever. <laughs> yes. Especially if your movie costs ninety million dollars, they will cancel it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the first step is really going to be kind of like the Social Network. The first step is going to be someone writes a book about it all. There's there needs to be an accidental billionaires. There needs to be an accidental Twitter takeover book. <laughs> yeah, and then Aaron Sorkin will make Social Network two the Social Networking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Here, here's your here's your sequel for the Social Network too, Meta. Because <laughs> yeah, just have it be yeah. about the freaking metaverse and what a dumpster fire that turned out to be. And, and, and also, just make make the whole movie in Meta. <laughs> oh wow! This is ho- horrible CG animated nightmare. <laughs> oh, it would yeah. be unbearable. Well, because the thing the thing too is like everything we've come to learn about Mark Zuckerberg, like post Social Network, he is somehow even worse than in the movie <laughs> oh yeah he is one of maybe one of the worst people living on the planet right now yes yes <laughs> it's unbelievable yeah 
Yeah, and it's saying something because the social network doesn't even paint him out to be a nice person at all. No, the point is, by the end, it's like, no, you're not an asshole. You're just trying hard to be. And the only thing he took away from it and is he like, succeeds oh. after the movie. He succeeds real hard. <laughs> yeah, he 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 succeeds rather horror. Like, oh god, <laughs> I I'm I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. Oh my god, Batgirl was initially going to be a feature film by Joss Whedon. Oh, this you know Batgirl. What? I th- I think I remember yeah. that being a thing early in the development. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, listeners. I know we kind of went off on a tangent there for a bit, but. Yeah, this was also going to be done by Joss Whedon initially. He did leave the project in 2018, but uh, that is crazy. And yeah, who knows how that would have turned out? That might have also been. That might have also eventually led to a cancellation too. <laughs> now that I think <laughs> well, about I it. Well, I mean, if you take Justice League out of his filmography, it's pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you take Justice League and then you take like the myriad of allegations against him out of his filmography <laughs> yes yeah. it would be very solid i'm just saying the movie would be good problems with whedon aside if mm-hmm. he was if he was writing and directing and developing a batgirl movie from the get-go rather than taking over someone else's movie to finish it, it would, oh that oh, without it question great. it would without great. question been a lot better absolutely no, no mm-hmm. argument there uh what any, anything else uh plot speculation wise you could think of well i did have a question for you Okay. Because I'm, I'm looking at the IMDb cast, and some of them, you know, mm. have generic names or no character names. Which one of these people do you think they would shoehorn in as a Joker? Oh. Because <laughs> it's definitely going to happen. Okay. Throw some names out my way, and I'll tell you which one. Okay, so there's there's Corey Johnson, looks familiar. Corey Johnson, uh, okay. He might actually be the most logical one, just because you'd probably want someone who's a little bit older who like would have been a problem for Michael Keaton's hmm. Batman and then you know is now going to cause problems for Barbara Gordon in our sequel okay let's see there's also Rebecca front uh, who I'm not too familiar with yeah I don't know who that is but I I love the idea of a female joker yeah I, I'm I'm all I'm actually I'm all on board with a female joker I know uh, there is a take of uh, Martha Wayne where she is a female Joker, and, yeah, and in Flashpoint actually, in Flashpoint, and which hey, that there you go. Um, and I know like about twenty five years ago there was a comic, uh, I think it was called Kill Point, where you had a female Joker uh, who was also in a relationship with Harley Quinn, so you actually had a a queer Joker, <laughs> not just a queer Harley Quinn, but a queer Joker on top awesome. of that. So, uh, yeah, Bianca Bianca Steeplechase. And yeah, she, she's not just the Joker. She is also a, a drug queen pin on top of that. So, Hmm. uh, what, and actually one of the ways that she kills her victims is that she scratches them with her nails because her nails are poisonous, which is kind of a little bit too much of poison ivy for my taste. I, but, but at the idea of like her, her fingernails also induce like the chemicals that like would release like the, 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 the laughter to death kind of thing that would be kind of neat. I mean, a female Joker, I'm completely on board with. I mean, that's a Joker I've never seen before and done in live action is a female Joker. So whether it yeah, be Flashpoint I mean, or something else. Yeah, they should. They should. I mean, I think people say like, well, we have Harley Quinn. That's basically a female Joker. Like, no, they, it could be a whole different dynamic. Well, yeah, because the thing is like, you know, Harley Quinn, like what, what are the similarities? Yeah, they both have pale skin. They both they both like they both laugh. And that's basically it. But like Harley Quinn 
by all intents and purposes, is a completely different character from the Joker. Yeah, for sure. Especially yeah. recently with recent incarnations. With recent incarnations. And also, well, hell, from from the uh, from the very beginning with the character, there is definitely a distinction between her and the Joker. Like, there is that separation of the two. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. That's the whole point with the character. <laughs> so, yeah, people say, like, oh, well, we already had the Joker with Harley Quinn. It's like, yeah, they're not the same character. That's like saying... Um, you know, it's like saying Batman and Iron Man are the same character. They're not <laughs> really the same character. Actually, they, Batman, have, they have some similarities, but they have uh, some yeah, similarities, not the same. But they're not the same. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I can't stop looking at this Ethan Kai guy. You see him? This this dream this dreamboat. Ooh, maybe. What do you think? Is he too cute for? Is he is he cute enough to be a Joker? Or is he too cute to be a Joker? I I think they could scar him up and make him into a Joker. He kind of looks like a. An ethnically ambiguous Andrew Garfield, and I'm digging it. I'm, I'm okay. feeling it. Let's see. I don't. I don't quite see the Joker, but I could be. I here's the thing. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. I mean, the guy be- below him, Ed Wade, looks like a Joker. Mm, okay. That looks like a mugshot on his IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it for one day, like somebody's actual mugshot, be their. Uh... <laughs> Be their IMDb profile picture. Oh man, if I was Robert Downey Jr., that would be my IMDb picture. <laughs> it's like, it's look like how a- good I look in this picture. <laughs> yeah, of course. Now he's like one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood. <laughs> Although no so. one's gonna top uh, Alexander Skarsgård's IMDb picture. <laughs> oh my God, Alexander Skarsgård's IMDb picture is the IMDb picture for everybody to strive for. But you gotta. Yeah, no one will. No one will ever top it. But you might as well try. Try, but you got to put in the work because you got to look good. You got to look. You got to look great to yeah. pull, pull off. <laughs> he looks amazing because he looks amazing. Not not only is he not only is it a hilarious picture, but my God, I just want to sleep with that man. <laughs> oh sure, I just want to make out with him a bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, here's something interesting. Uh, the character Killer Moth was going to appear in the movie. Killer Moth. I'm not familiar with a Killer Moth. Killer Moth is a is an underseen bat villain. Uh, that was the uh, that was the rumor was that uh Killer Moth is going to be in it. Killer Moth has also been featured in Teen Titans Go, Batman Arkham Knight, and Injustice 2. I'm actually re- playing Arkham Knight right now, so I just I guess I haven't gotten to a Killer Moth yet. Oh, nice, nice. I'm actually funny you mentioned that. I'm uh, going to be picking up the Arkham series on my computer uh, just so I could go through and. You know, listen to uh, oh, Kevin. Arkham. Arkham Knight will not work on it. I'm not. I'm not I said the Arkham. <laughs> no, Arkham series. I, as in Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and yeah, Arkham Origins. Those, those should work fine. But Arkham Knight. Or yeah, I, I bought a pack on Steam, and it included Arkham Knight, and it will not play. And apparently, that's a very common <laughs> problem with the game on Steam. Arkham Knight. <laughs> yeah. Let's, well, also, I think the I, other ones play fine. Uh, well, that is very good to know. Um, I've had a few issues with some... <laughs> Actually, Arkham Knight is an older game, which is interesting, because uh, I've had that problem with some recent games like Elden Ring and Cyberpunk 2077 just not working on my computer, but Arkham Knight's an older game, and it does not work on Steam. Wow. It's, it's the newest Arkham game. Oh, oh, the newest one. Okay. Oh, Gotham Knights. Oh, Gotham Knights is brand new. I don't even know if it's really out yet. Okay. But that might play fine if you have a decent enough computer. A better one mm. than I have. A gaming computer. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, um So so were you saying Killer Moth was an Arkham Knight or Gotham Knights? 
uh, was an Arkham Knight from 2015. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm playing right now. Okay, but yeah, Killer Moth was in that game and was expected to be in this movie too. Hmm. So probably, I'm guessing Killer Moth would have been uh, the villain teaser at the end. It seems to... like he would team up with Fireflies, like they go together. Mm-hmm. Feels like he well, would he would be a part of Fireflies thing, and then they'd tease definitely Joker for the sequel, <laughs> yeah. or, or 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 Firefly or or Killer Moth, Firefly and Killer Moth. Okay, uh, I get it. I get it. Bugs. Okay. Um. Yeah, they're bugs. They're both mm-hmm. bugs. So, um, hey, if Joss Whedon did this, it'd be him doing a Firefly, another Firefly movie. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so there you go. The memes write themselves. Yes, they do. Well, I know how they would end the movie now. They get the the giant bat fly swatter. <laughs> <laughs> so that is not outside the realm of possibility, actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless there's anything else, uh, I guess we could probably squeeze it. Like we could probably do this rather quickly before we get to our next segment. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about regarding like the speculation of the plot of Batgirl 2023? No, I can't think of anything else that I would want to see. What do you think the reception of this movie would have been had it been completed and released? Would it have been abysmal? Good. I think it would have (laughs) failed miserably. (laughs) All right. uh, Who's this director? What else have they done? Uh, Adil Adil two directors. Adil L R B and Bilal Falah both uh, both directed this. They also directed Bad Boys for Life, which I've not seen. (laughs) I I thought Michael Bay did all the Bad Boys movies. Uh, he did not do. He did not do three. Uh, he also directed this film called Gangsta, uh, which I am hearing of now for the first time, and this other film called Black, uh, which came out in 2015. It's a Belgian crime film. Hmm, could be interesting. So, but no two episodes of Ms. Marvel and I two episodes Marvel. Yeah, two episodes of Ms. Marvel. There you go. So yeah, I yeah, think there, it would have done terribly. It would have. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the reception of the movie would not have been very good. It would have not gone well just on the fact that we have like a, a black female Barbara Gordon. I think that alone would have been people like whining about it. And I don't give a shit. My personally. No, me like, oh, I'm me, sorry. Not... She's she's Dominican. My bad. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would not have cared personally. No, I, I was really excited about the casting. I was like, oh, that'd no. be cool. Okay. Dominican. Bad she's girl. very Let's pretty go. too. She's yeah, she pretty. is. But here's the thing. People have a problem with pretty women. They do. <laughs> I, I'm convinced. I sometimes talk about this in class. I'm convinced that white people are just jealous of people of color. I think that's why mm-hmm. they, they're like marginalized and have to be put down. And we need like systems in place to oppress them. It's like, we just want that skin. We just want those gifts. I think we're just jealous. I mean, I, I could, that could very well be. Until then, I just think they're stupid for complaining about it, frankly. Like, oh, yeah. A bunch of I, idiots. I mean, that's that's just the, the thing that I that I look forward to is when, and this will never happen, but when everybody involved in filmmaking or in video games or like any any craft whatsoever, and you start hearing people complaining about, oh, they made this character uh, a, a Dominican, Filipino, Japanese woman, wham, and just <laughs> that and just, man's too woke. And and they and instead of like acknowledging it, they just ignore it. That would be great if they just they didn't, they didn't even talk about it. Like no no mention of it, no addressing of it whatsoever. And I think in a large part, okay, corporate media really dropped a fucking ball here by giving a microphone to these 
racist, idiotic assholes who are complaining that Mortal Kombat is too woke because it has Asian protagonists when it's had Asian protagonists for 30 fucking years. Yeah. It's it's like, like they're stupid. Okay, these, these people are stupid. They have nothing of value to contribute to anything here. They're not making any kind of good argument. So why give them a platform? Just ignore them. Just ignore them. And if you continue to ignore the problem, it will eventually go away because it's they're based, they will eventually realize they're wasting their time. But yeah, this would have probably bombed at the box office. This would have not been a critical darling. And I think for me, I think a lot of this is going to be down to the script and well, just the idea of, okay, we got Bruce Wayne back. It's an older Bruce Wayne. They're going to put him in the bath suit because... That's what people are here to go see. It doesn't matter the fact that he's close to 70 years old. He's going to be dressed up as Batman, beating criminals to a bloody pulp because we can't let go of the Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> Just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the screenwriter doesn't have the best track record either. She wrote um, Unforgettable, which is like a single white female kind of ripoff. With, oh, okay. um, looking at a picture of her, and I can't remember her name. Oh, Catherine Heigl. She wrote Bumblebee, which was fine, but I, you know, never felt the need to revisit it. Certainly, mm-hmm. the best Transformers movie. She wrote, Bird, <laughs> she wrote Birds of Prey, which I've already established I'm not a fan of, and then apparently she wrote the upcoming The Flash. Oh boy! So we'll see. <laughs> oh we boy! We will see. Yeah, uh, coming June twenty third, twenty twenty three. Get your tickets now. I will not. Or be. not. Or not. Who cares? Yeah, I will not be getting my tickets for that. Um, okay. Um, that was Purgatory listeners. Thank you, Joe, for, uh, letting me host (laughs) my first show. Uh, listeners, I hope this wasn't too much of a disaster for you. And before we, before we, before we close it out, um, since we're on the subject of, uh, all things, uh, bat and men and bat and women, this, uh, on November 10th, uh, three days prior to the recording of this episode of Word Solid Radio Presents Purgatory, we uh, were made aware of the news of the passing of Kevin Conroy, uh, who, for my pick, was the defendant of Batman. Absolutely. Uh, the Batman. The Batman. Joe, I didn't know if you wanted to say anything uh, in regards, in, in the honor of uh, Kevin Conroy uh, before we... Just, just like you said, he was he was the Batman. He was my Batman. He's the voice of Batman, the character of Batman. He even got to play Batman live action once. Yes, which was a real treat in an otherwise kind of messy CW crossover <laughs> non- nonsense special. But uh, it was it's always great to see Kevin Conroy show up as Batman anytime. Yes. Part, part, of, part of my looking forward to uh, playing the Arkham games is to be able to hear his voice again as I go through the games. Uh, there's still quite a bit of a Kevin Conroy as Batman media. I still haven't full, I haven't uh, digested yet. There's still so much of it out there, uh, which is saying a lot because there's quite a bit that I've seen. Uh, yeah, because, because he's he was Batman like pretty consistently for 30 years. 30 years, yes. They kept making movies with him. They kept putting him in the video games. I think I think that he eventually stopped doing the video games, but he's at least in the first two. Yes, he is in the first two, and I could I know possibly the third one too. He might have done Origins. I don't remember. I know, and he did do the Injustice video games. That I know for sure. And I, but yeah, I know he did the first two Arkham games because Mark Hamill also did the first two Arkham games. Yeah, and I know that uh, Mark Hamill had retired from doing the Joker. I think it's safe to say that if there was any possible consideration that he would come back to 
reprise the role of the Joker, I think that is now effectively no longer part of the conversation because of the passing of Kevin Conroy. Seems <laughs> yeah. unlikely, yeah. It's like he yeah. came he came out of retirement to do the killing joke. Like that was always the thing. It's like if they make a killing joke movie, mm-hmm. I will play the Joker and Kevin Conroy played Batman. Yeah, but Kevin Conroy, um, that's the thing. Kevin Conroy had to be Batman. There there were times where yeah, it was both the uh, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill in the recording booth together, which is really awesome. <laughs> I, I want to see like all of the video footage of that, of the two of them recording their lines together. Absolutely. <laughs> My God. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and of course, the, 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 the tributes and the eulogies uh, to Kevin Conroy have been incredible. Like, not only is he the Batman, like he is the defendant of Batman, he was also apparently like an incredible person too, which that does not surprise me because he, he, see, he also seemed to be the kind of person who took the character of Batman very seriously, not just, you know, being, you know, like the dark, brooding superhero, but to a lot of people, he was the voice of right and wrong. He was so, a moral compass for me growing up. Absolutely. I would say more so than certainly any of the other live, certainly any of the live action Batman sets for goddamn sure. Yeah, because yeah. even his Bruce Wayne was like a philanthropist and a good guy and mm-hmm. like really, I, I think was really legitimately trying to do what was best as Bruce Wayne and Batman. He wasn't just obsessed with yes. being Batman all the time. Exactly. And and also with the with the villains too, depending on who they were, instead of, you know, resolving the entire conflict with violence, he would he, he would basically be kind of the shoulder to cry on whenever they had their big emotional breakdown or be there to talk to them. You know, look yeah. at a Two Face, you look at oh uh, I forget the character's name. The 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 actress who uh is who is permanently at the height of a child. Oh yeah. I don't remember um, her name either. I forget, but, yeah. I forget, I forget her name, but oh my God, that character. <laughs> but yeah, um, from more salad radio, uh, Kevin Conroy, thank you. You will always be Batman to us. May you rest in peace, sir. Uh, Joe, is there anything you want to plug or recommend? That's a good question. I've been getting back into the Netflix Joe Swanberg series. Easy. Okay. Um, I watched the first season with Amanda and we really liked it. It's, uh, it's, it's really character driven. It's it's kind of an anthology, although I'm in the second season now and we're revisiting characters we saw in the first seasons. But each episode's fairly, you know, separate from everything else. And, you know, the characters kind of overlap a little bit, but pretty much each episode's a an anthology episode. But it's it's really funny and sweet and sexy. It's it's what you'd expect from a Joe Swanberg. Um, it's filmed in Chicago and I think really captures the aesthetic beauty of Chicago. So um, yeah, I'd recommend Easy. Excellent, excellent. So um, yesterday, the, the the day before the recording of this episode, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Jason, had uh, screened a marathon for us. And I'm going to highlight one in particular. It, the film is called Abracadabra, which came out in 1986. It was uh, made in the Far East uh, by this director, Peter Taikit. I believe is the name. Uh, also directed this other live-action movie called The Wicked City. Here's the premise for Abracadabra. Uh, in 1980, a crack team of Taoists, uh, which are basically ninjas, successfully vanquish a mob of ghosts, except for a female demon. And then six years later, that female demon named Pinkish Red comes back uh, and basically comes around to collect. It is utterly batshit. Every scene just keeps on giving. <laughs> it's It's... Just one of the wildest movies I had seen in quite some time, and it is nonstop fun from start to finish. Gosh, I forgot to write all this part down, the, the closing. 
of uh, word salad. We've, we've done so many of these that <laughs> I still forget. Uh, be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, be sure to follow us on Patreon. And if you would like to, uh, you may subscribe to us on Patreon, uh, even for as low as a dollar a month. Uh, you can get our Patreon-exclusive episodes, like our show Cinemuck. Uh, you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Can you find us there? Yep. Uh, is there anything I'm forgetting with where you can find Word Salad? Um, you can find the specific links and stuff in the show notes. Find the links in the show notes. Uh, be sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Joe, thank you uh, for joining me on the pilot episode of Purgatory. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And as always... Listeners, thank you, and Andrew, good night. Whoa!